Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Taryn Hatcher and the dynamic Joe Fordyce. Taryn, Joe, we are entering the holiday break a little earlier than anticipated. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Flyers had their final two games before the holiday break postponed. Tuesday's game, Tuesday night, tonight against the Capitals. The game is canned because of the Capitals COVID-19 situation. And then, of course, Thursday's game, all of Thursday's games in the NHL also can because of COVID-19. So the holiday break starts early for the Flyers. Taryn, I will start with you. Were you a little bummed to not see the Flyers play these division games, Capitals, Penguins? Or do you think this can be good for the Flyers? A little more time away from each other, let their COVID situation kind of settle, let some healthy bodies or some banged up bodies, I should say, get healthier. I I selfishly was a little bummed because I was supposed to attend tonight's game as like a pre-birthday birthday celebration because we weren't working it. So on a very, very selfish level, which I'm acknowledging, I was like, oh, that stinks. Um, but on like a logical level, it made sense when I I'd heard about the Capitals getting some positive tests um, and I'd reached out to a few people and I heard right away that even yesterday, I had heard even yesterday when they announced um, – or was it yesterday? All the days are bleeding together. But even when they had announced that basically like the Thursday games weren't going to happen, tomorrow was going to be the last, or now today was going to be the last game. I had heard that that was still a very fluid situation and that the goal was to get these games done because who's to really say that the NHL is going to be in a better place in a week, like when the Flyers come back? You you don't know, especially because people are going to go home. They're going to see families, you know, and you, it's just, it's a situation where I'd heard that there was the thought that they want to get through as many games with the teams that are healthy to do it. Um, that being said, the Flyers weren't healthy pre-COVID outbreak, and they certainly are down even more bodies with the small outbreak that they – outbreak seems like a overstatement of the term, but with the three guys they had enter COVID protocols um, in recent days. So it, it makes sense – for the Flyers, honestly, um, to try to get some bodies back. And they have now essentially until the 26th, so what, five five days before their next practice to get guys healthy. Um, and then obviously with the Caps having an outbreak, I still haven't seen, this just goes to show by the time this podcast comes out, I'm sure all the names will come out. But since the Caps didn't have their morning availability, I didn't even see who's been, if there's been an announcement of who on the Capitals has COVID. I just heard that there was more positives today. And so that was the reason for the pause, but, um, or the postponement, but yeah, selfishly a little bummed. I think Flyers fans would have loved to have seen one more good game at home because it was such a, a, like a teaser, the last win at home, they had not won at home in so long. And then now you feel like things are starting to come together and under Mike Yo and so on and so forth. And they're getting, you know, a consecutive point streak going. 
And then now you have to wait until after they, they go on the road, they go out West after, um, after this break, after this holiday slash COVID pause break. So um, that part stinks because it's going to be a really long time until Flyers fans can, can see them play and, and play quality hockey again. So from that standpoint, it sucks, but uh, it makes sense. There's no denying to me that if the Caps hadn't had an outbreak, I would have said it probably makes more sense to play the games because again, I don't, there's no saying the NHL will be in a better place in a week. There's really not. So, um, but with the Caps outbreak, I, I don't think it makes sense to let COVID run through all of these guys. And then that also impacts, like, these are human beings too. So let's say the, the Flyers play the Caps, even if they had this outbreak and they're exposed to people who have now all had close contact with everyone else on the team who's positive. And then they're supposed to go home and have like family Christmases with their wives and children and, and stuff also. Like these are things that we should all be thinking about in addition to just the games. So <clears throat> it, it makes sense. Yeah, this game Tuesday night was in peril on Monday night because right now it really is a day-to-day, case-by-case thing. The Flyers and all NHL teams now are testing daily, not every 72 hours, which was the original protocol. And when some teams like the Flyers and Capitals and many other teams have COVID cases, it's really just, hey, wake up and take your test and let's hope for the best. So the Flyers have three players in COVID protocol, two staff members, so they even went into Tuesday hoping for the best, crossing their fingers that it's, you know, it's not spreading and that other players aren't testing or close contact, all that stuff. Uh, turns out they were in okay shape to play this game. Capitals were not. They had some more cases, as Taryn alluded to, and uh, that acts this game. And now the Flyers will go 10 days between games. Uh, their last game, Senators, that 4-3 overtime win, and now they're not scheduled to play again until the 29th. Uh, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, the 29th, when they face Seattle. So 10 days between uh, between games. I wonder if the Flyers are hoping they don't lose some momentum, but I also wonder if they're a little happy that uh, they can rest some, some banged-up bodies and kind of settle this COVID situation that they have. I remember Chuck Fletcher said on uh, on Tuesday, or excuse me, on Monday when he spoke after practice, he said they had an off day on Sunday, and he thought that was a really good thing. He said, like, get everyone away from each other. Maybe this can kind of stem the tie a little bit in terms of the spread. Um, so maybe, you know, these 10 days between games can be good for the Flyers. Joe, how about you? It's also 18 uh, days until their next home game. Sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. I did want to try to figure out the, the day here. Uh, so their next game is a week from tomorrow, and their next home game is two weeks from Thursday. So – that sucks. Sorry. Go ahead, Joe. I just want to double check that before you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with with both of you guys. It, it makes sense. Um, it kind of felt like they were just waiting for an excuse to bag this game too, because the Flyers game was one of only two on the schedule for tonight that were still in, still planning on being played. The other being Vegas and and Tampa. And um, you know, if you're going to decide to pause it's clear you've decided you need to pause. So these other two games, you know, I had heard listening to some other things and reading some other things from around the league, certain teams desperately want to play because they don't have COVID, they don't have COVID issues. Other teams are on their last legs in terms of healthy bodies to actually be able to play a game. So you have teams all over the map and it's really the competition level has really been, 
um, I don't think diluted is even the, uh, a proper term because it's been completely blown out of the water. You have some teams at full strength, full strength, and then other teams that have almost none of their starters that are available to play. So that's not what the league wants either. I mean, you don't want to be sitting there with a scoreboard full of blowouts every night either. So um, it does make sense. It is a bummer. I, I do think, though, where we stand right now, as far as, and again, this is right now, that the Flyers are in decent shape only having, it'll be three games to make up. Um, when you look at some of the other teams around the league, I mean, you have you have all these games that got canceled this week that had to do with border crossing um, issues into Canada and Canada into the United States. So you had that stuff. You had teams from earlier in the year that missed a handful of games and then some that missed more games more recently. So they're going to have games that are that need to be made up. How they make them up, we don't know yet. Um, but you have to imagine the league has been working behind the scenes <clears throat> to come up with a plan for how to get these games made up. And it seems like from what you read – what you hear that anything is on the table in terms of making up these games. Um, you know, it's just a matter of, of course, those things have to be agree agreed on by the league and the players association. So that those are significant hurdles. Uh, we're no stranger to any of this because of the bubble two years ago and the uh, different protocols and things that went into the last year's 56 game season. Um, everything has to be agreed on. So, I'm sure there, while there won't be any games, I think there will be announcements in terms of schedules, plans, things like that over the next few days um, that really kind of lay out what the future of this season is and what it's going to look like. So I anticipate that happening uh, sooner rather than later. I think the first announcement you're going to get too is is the Olympic announcement. Yeah. I think they've they've yeah. got enough. I think the phrase is material damage that the NHL can pull the the rug out from under the Olympics if there's enough material damage. I believe to the schedule. Um, I think they're they're there now. I think they've had enough cancel or postponements that they're there. Before we get any kind of rescheduling announcement, I think you're going to get an Olympic announcement, and then those rescheduled dates. I I would imagine some of them will fall in that last week of the three week break in February, that would be my best guess. Cause they still want to do that all-star game. The league is going to do everything they can to keep that going. And then they still have to give these players a break. The interesting thing will be if they argue that they gave them a 10 day break now over the holiday, but not every team's getting the same break. And if you're Tampa, you don't really want the break right now. You've had no COVID cases. You want to power through while you're completely healthy so like, but I, and building I, availability becomes an issue with that. Yeah. That bye week, uh, the, the bye week, which yeah. would be the middle week of that break, you know, yeah, so it's it'll not be, like you can just snap your fingers and throw together a schedule for a week. No, but I, and I had, I had heard it on a podcast and then I had kind of like dropped it in conversation with a few people that I thought maybe have some kind of insight on how the scheduling thing would go. And apparently there's been, it's not like this stuff all gets announced and then they go to work. There's been like work being done behind the scenes for a long time, I guess, like when you look at the senators and their COVID outbreak happened a while back. So there's been some kind of like investigation into mapping that 
that was, you know, and I don't know literally any details other than it's not like someone just gets all this information now and they're just going to start working on it now. They've been working on what they already know for a while. But I wonder, and that's kind of what I was trying to poke around about, was if someone's been working on this for a while, have they been working on it with the understanding of the Olympics is probably not going to happen for a while? Like, have they known that for a while? Because this seems like it has been in great question for well over a month now, the whole going to the Olympics for the NHL players. Um, <clears throat> so I think that uh, – because you we even heard Ivan Provorov. I mean, Jordan, the other day, I know Ivan didn't – Ivan straight up said he'd love to play for Russia, but his last sentence was pretty telling where he said, at some point we have to do what's right also. And I don't think you're saying that unless you're starting to realize, like, hey – what's right for the entirety of the league might be different than individual uh, aspirations, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's starting to feel like the tide is turning or it's been turned, but that it's uh, no one wants to be the one to say we have to pull out from the Olympics. No one wants to be that guy. So everybody's saying we'd still love to go, but I think at some point we have to consider this through a different lens. And at some point that just the shoes got to drop and someone's got to say, okay, we're not going to the Olympics. And I think it's, I, it'll be interesting how that announcement comes out. If it's the league doing it on their own saying like, Hey, we have enough uh, material damage. I think it is the phrase um, to do it. If it's the NHLPA and the NHL together, I, I just, I, it'll be interesting, but yeah, Joe, I'm there with you. I think we'll still have a lot of press releases coming out this week, regardless of, not having games. I think the players will be off, but you'll have plenty at that league office that are working uh, uh, heavy overtime hours. A lot to sort out indeed. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stopping the Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Taryn, how do you feel about where the Flyers are right now, uh, record-wise, process-wise, as they go into this holiday break? Um, 
I hardly remember the last Flyers game. Um, I don't know. Uh, I feel I feel like they're in a better spot. Um, I like Mike Yo. We were talking about this the other day. I like Mike Yo's practices. I do like some of the things he works on. I think it does target some of the stuff that the Flyers um, have maybe struggled with earlier in the season. I there seems to be an emphasis on. We were talking about this with. Um, with the other writers in the writer's room too. Like there's an emphasis, there's just one drill he does a lot that that emphasizes like defending in small spaces and also playing offensively in small spaces. And basically like the D pairings and the lines go at each other more full bore because they're not spread out all over the ice, which I enjoy also because I think it kind of also encourages more like short pass type of hockey, possession type of hockey, whereas they seem to be sh- overstretching things out in the past um that speaks to all the gap issues that Mike Yo would talk about a lot um so I I like his practices I like the way I I had a one-on-one with Joel Farabee that was supposed to air in pregame live on Thursday that probably now won't air anywhere ever because it'll be old by time it runs but um I like the way he talks about Mike and his experience in terms of the coaching change and um and it's, it's everything we've heard about Mike already in terms of his like character and the way he treats players, the way he speaks to players and all of that. Uh, and then I think it'll only get better health-wise because you give Derek Broussard more time to get back. You'd hope that he would be back at some point after, you know, a week and a half coming up here. Um, I, who knows with Ryan Ellis, I don't know. Uh, but I think the more healthy bodies the Flyers have back, the better off they are, especially if, who knows how much longer we're going to do this daily COVID testing, but it seems like if you're going to do daily COVID testing, you're going to get a ton of guys and protocols all the time. So the more bodies you can have available, the better. Um, good news is for the Flyers is because of all their early season injuries, they have a lot of guys who have already gotten their like first taste of NHL experience this season. Um, you know, the Max Wilmans of the world. So the Nick Sealers of the world. So, you know, God forbid and knock on wood that they don't have any future COVID issues, but um, if that's the case, you've already gotten quite a few players have gotten their feet wet already. So uh, I think they're in a good spot. It's hard to say when they won't have played for, you know, like a week and a half um, to judge where they'll be. Uh, but I'd imagine Mike will have them come out and, and be ready. And, and I'd imagine they also – are still very aware of where they're at in the postseason picture. And that very much bothers quite a few of them. So uh, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with it. It's, it's a little TBD just because uh, I feel like everybody's still in the same boat where you're, you're feel, you feel good about what you've seen from them recently, but the 10 game losing streak still lingers so heavy in most people's mind. You don't know if you, can buy it as the real deal moving forward quite yet. Like there's still some proving to do, Um, but I think they can. So we'll see. It's TBD. That's where I'm at, Jordan. I know that's not the answer you want, but that's what you're getting. No, that's good turn. Um, I I like that. I agree with it. Our Flyers are 12-12-5. and They're on a season-best five-game point streak, uh, 4-0-1. So I think they're definitely getting some results under Mike Gill, but you're right, Taryn, that lengthy break – uh, 10 days between games, uh, and then they have that West Coast trip where they're not in front of their fans. Um, we've seen the Flyers go out on the West Coast and at times have trips to forget, and they need to go out there really and play with an edge. Um, they're going to be well-rested. They're going to have 
plenty of time off, um, and they they could be healthier. So you got to really hope Mike Yo has them itching to play again and not forgetting some of the things they've worked on, um, not slipping back into some old ways, being ready to play because uh, every game is important right now. And a West Coast trip like this uh, is a good chance to build more momentum uh, because, as we know, the Flyers still need to climb and work at things. Joe, how do you feel like the Flyers are right now at 12-12-5 and uh, and starting to gain some steam under Mike Yo? Yeah, I think um, I, I think to have a few wins under their belt under Mike Yo is a good thing heading into this break. Um, you've seen him put his imprint on the team. Um, you've seen guys respond to his coaching. Um, now, that generally happens when you change coaches, but it's all you can really ask for right now. You've seen them score more in games. Um, you've seen guys that weren't really as noticeable be more noticeable. Um, Travis Sanheim, for one. Um, and, you know, you saw them run. You've seen them run off game consecutive games where they got at least a point. I mean, the game in Montreal was a disappointment, but there was a lot of elements at play uh, that game in Montreal with finding out very shortly before the game that there wouldn't be any fans and it's a building that everyone's ready, usually ready for a raucous atmosphere and then just to have nothing. Um, I'm, it was a difficult night. So, you know, I'm not saying that's an excuse. Um, they're a, a better team. They should be a better team than Montreal. Um, and they should have gotten two points that night, but they didn't. Um, but I was good to see them bounce back and get the two against Ottawa. And, um, you know, to show some resilience, uh, a game like Ottawa where they get up a couple of goals early and they get to a point where they're actually down in the game and then get get it to overtime and win. And, you know, that's what you want to see. You want to see resilience from this team. And um, they've shown that during, during the point streak. Um, yeah, they beat up on some bad teams, but you can only play who's on the schedule. Um, so... I think this going out west will be a uh, – it'll be a test. Um, It starts with Seattle. To me, you got to go get two in that game um, because the other three teams you're playing, um, Anaheim has played well this season. Uh, San Jose, L.A., those are tougher teams than Seattle. Um, You need to go get two in Seattle, your first ever visit to – their new arena out there and you need to, you need to beat that team, beat uh, Dave Haxtell and company out there uh, and get that trip off on a, uh, on the right note. Um, but it'll be a telling trip, but I, I like certainly where they are now as compared to where they were two weeks ago. Um, you really, you have to say that they're in, in a much better spot and whether these trends that we've seen since Mike Yo took over continue um, remains to be seen, but I, I, I definitely feel better about where they are. There's so much to explore in Valley Forge and Montgomery County, PA. Montgomery County is composed of charming towns and main streets, each with its own personality, style, and unique vibe. Whether you are looking to get away with family or enjoy a special trip with friends, Leave behind the stress of planning and use our guide to find some of the most amazing things to do. Explore which town and Main Street suits you best or visit them all. Visit MakeItMainStreet.com to plan your getaway today. 
So Taryn and Joe, we thought we'd have some fun in the holiday spirit. And with the holiday break now upon us, if we could give one gift to this 2021-22 Flyers team right now, what would it be? Taryn, I will start with you. Your present for the Flyers. Um, total immunity against COVID would be probably number one. Uh, uh, I would say, I mean, including COVID, but beyond COVID, probably just like health, getting healthy bodies back. Ryan Ellis back would be huge. Um, Derek Broussard back would be huge. Kevin Hayes being able to skate would be huge. Um, I am actually... And it should be noted, it is really impressive what he can do, given the fact that he clearly cannot move his lower body. I think that that's like understated because people just want to like criticize. It is pretty clear that he cannot move the way he wants to move. And he can still like his ability to protect the puck and possess the puck and stuff like that is still pretty remarkable. Um, there, you know, there's other areas where it'd be nice to see him be able to do what he normally does, but <clears throat> That's the nature of that injury. Right now. We're definitely going with but yeah, I think it would be healthy bodies. And I probably give Carter and Martin Jones like just a few less shots per game that they have to stop because 50 burgers, 45 burgers, like there's a lot of rubber heading their way all the time. So maybe just like a, a less eventful few nights coming up here would be my gift to those two specifically. Taryn, I like that. A uh, fewer shots certainly was not on my mind. That's a really good one. I believe the Flyers are getting up the most shots per game in the league. I'll double check that. They were the other day. But anyway, very good one. Joe Flores, how about you? Your gift for the Flyers. Yeah, my gift would be um, I feel like health is an obvious one. I'm going to say um, the, the gift of competitiveness. Um, and I think we've already started to see this with their recent games, because I feel like in that losing streak, there was a severe lack of competitiveness in the sense that when they faced adversity in a game, they went away. I'm not saying like the players quit or anything, but what I'm saying was they got so defeated by things not going their way that it all fell apart for them. The players admitted it themselves. Um, so I would say the gift of competitiveness, compete level, to be in every game. I think they've had that from their goaltenders this year. I don't sense that they've had that all the time from the skaters, and they need it from everyone. Um, so I would say the, the gift of competitiveness in each and every game, to not believe you're out of games, we saw that in the Ottawa game. Um, they, give a, they give up a, a really deflating goal late in that game and get down in the game and come back and tie it and send it to overtime and get the win. Those are the things. Stay in the game. Stay competitive. Keep yourself in every game. And I'd like to see them keep it with the goaltenders and, and add some more of it amongst the skaters uh, on the ice. Yeah, Joe, that's a really good one. Uh, that goal they gave up against the centers you mentioned, I was thinking if it was during the losing skid, uh, they would have lost that game. Uh, but right now they're in a different mindset. They're more confident. I think they're believing a little bit more, and uh, that's what you know. The best teams do it. They they respond to those goals against uh, with with uh, with their own goals. So I like that one. Yeah, for me, I can't help uh, but agree with you on health. Uh, for me, the, the second I we thought of this question, I said to myself, a healthy Ryan Ellis. I think he's that good. I think he's that important. I think he's the guy that's going to really stir the drink for the Flyers. 
Uh, if they get a healthy Ryan Ellis, say maybe around early January, uh, I think that would be pivotal. And if they have him for the rest of the season, no hiccups or not too many hiccups health-wise, um, I think the Flyers should like their chances. Uh, I think he was the biggest offseason addition, the first offseason addition of this offseason for the Flyers for a reason. Uh, he's that good. I think he would be vital to the Flyers. So for me, it would be a healthy Ryan Ellis, no doubt about it. Well, Joe and Taryn, this was fun. Great seeing you guys. Uh, we were hoping we would have at least two games to talk about before the holiday break, uh, but we do not. And that's okay. We'll have plenty more hockey coming up once the holiday break is over. That back-to-back, -back, December 29th, 30th on the West Coast is on NBC Sports Philadelphia. So you can catch out uh, Taryn uh, on pre and post game live produced by our very own Joe Fordyce right here. So Flyers after dark. Flyers after dark should be fun. Always entertaining. It always gets a little weird after dark. Let's be real. Uh, I'm just saying, it's Flyers after dark. It's weird. it's a weird time, Taryn. You're making it weird. <laughs> well, we're going to get rid of the weird vibes and uh, hope everyone has a great holiday. Let's keep that in mind next week when we put together the shows that we need to keep it weird now that Jordan teased that they were going to be weird. Get pucks deep, get them on net, and uh, let's let's keep it weird. Let's um, have Jordan host the show. Yeah. <laughs> Guaranteed weirdness. Yes. yes. Well, Joe and Taryn, great seeing you guys. Great chatting. Hope you guys both have a great holiday. A big thank you to Ben Berry, our podcast producer and guru. A big thank you to Tom Feiner, our video producer. A big thank you to him and everyone. And Flyers fans, as always, thank you for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen. And we cannot wait to talk to you next time. Happy holidays. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.